This is a homemade broadcast radio production. You got a phone call on the HMB radio line. I did. And uh, they just wanted to know what song was at the beginning of your podcast, which I did tell her. I messaged her back personally. As me? I said, no. I said, this is Will, just so you know. But the song is Gary Clark Jr. rolling. Something rolling. Rolling something. Yeah. Something. It's a great song. Yeah, it's good. So she was very happy to have that information, and now right. she's a Gary Clark fan because of you. Nice. Cool. Hopefully she listened to the talking part, but yeah. she just got a cool <laughs> song out of it, that's that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, feel free to, to use that line. Utilize it for either of us, 813-693-2124. I had a busy week professionally. I hosted uh, a three-hour show by myself in its entirety. Thank you. Thank you. And I was telling you just before we started, that was one of those things where, you know, imposter syndrome's real, where you mm-hmm. don't really know if this is what you're supposed to be doing. And right. then I can run a radio show by myself, no problem. Totally alone. Totally alone, which there's a lot of... sufficient. Yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't see, you know, producing-wise mm-hmm. and uh, computer systems. calls. Yeah, all that and stuff. And it's one of those things where a lot of times those things are easy by themselves, but then altogether it is a juggling act, so... Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. But I just thrived in that, in that scenario, and it made me kind of not... Uh, Oh, I don't know. What's the word for it? But everybody that has all these people on their shows, I'm just like, please. You're a one woman show. don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I could do this by myself. Okay. Not bragging, but a little bit. I am bragging. Yeah. And you should. You should be proud of yourself. I I was. I really was. It was a good feeling and I'm glad that I did it. You you told me uh, a saying. What is the saying? The saying is, it's not going to be a good experience, but it's going to be good experience. And that's that's what it was. <laughs> Although I will say, I had a blast when I was. Yeah, there, once but the, you're in it, you're good. But usually, the anticipation is unpleasant. That's the killer. Waiting all day. You know, I'm sitting at my day job, just thinking about this three hours. Sure. That are totally on me. Yeah. To to kill. Mm-hmm. I have to. I can't just you know. Well, you do BS. You know, when you're by yourself, it's very caller intensive. Callers at night tend not to be the best. And they're not even that great during the day, frankly, a lot of the time. But sometimes maybe they don't come in. Like, I'm sure, you know, I know, you know, working at the Bone, we had a few regulars that we could kind of rely on. But three hours of that, you don't know if there's going to be people calling in the entire time. So you got to be just ready with content, ready to go in hand. So. Yeah, and I really, I mean, I did. I, I overprepare. No, you know, I don't no get to. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't get to a quarter of the stories that I put in the prep each day, especially because I do all that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on on the show that I'm on, I do every, everything. And I've told that to Johnny B before. He goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> okay." And then we just kind of <laughs> just move on from there. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, so that was a good feeling. And I know that you had a 
you know, you're doing this podcast, you're co-host of the Bubble Love Sponge show. I hosted you have another four podcast. Times this week. You hosted four times this week, that's just crazy. Because you didn't you know seen it was, in my face. <laughs> you didn't I know like that, I went to war. <laughs> you didn't know that it was happening most of the time. Day one was like, Hey, uh, we're doing a show and you're hosting. We start in four minutes. I'm like, Oh, cool. Well, where's the intro? Where's the outro? How do we go to break again? So now I got it, baby. I'm just oh, I'm rolling, baby. It's good. Yeah, and that's one of the it's it really is just reps. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with it. I was talking to TM Powell, who's a media critic in Tampa Bay Area, he calls into the show and tells us about what movies he's seen. And he, uh, I sent him his segment that me and him did just alone. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, giving me props about how much more comfortable I sound. And I really do. I didn't have that feeling of vomiting, you know, mm-hmm. on my way to work, which yeah. is uh in t- intense you know the yeah. first few times i know you've had that when we started stay woke oh for uh, six weeks i felt like i was going to die yeah i felt that's... like i was going to die I, I think i would have like a bowel movement every day for six weeks because i would just get knots in my stomach run to the bathroom let the demons out and do it and i think i remember the first day that didn't happen and i go i, th- I think this i think we're turning a corner yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's terrifying that was one hour yeah. I mean, one hour and now. I prep is... for an hour for that hour. Yeah. Now I prep. Uh, I just have stories, but I mean, I used to have a story with like ten leading questions. I don't do that anymore. That those are days of the past. But that's you know showing that you're advancing. You can kind of go with yeah. the flow. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things. Like, am I just being lazy or am I just getting better? You know, and don't need that much um, prep anymore. Uh, I would say more of the latter. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You you're more efficient, is what you are. I wouldn't say lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's good to see our progression and, and both. I also need to give props to my team because yeah. you did it alone. I did not do it alone. Right, right. Which sometimes is easier and harder. There's pros and cons because I kind of got to manage the circus. And a lot of people that work the Bubble Love Sponge show, myself included, are a little unhinged, you know. Yeah. So you kind of <laughs> yeah. got to draw these people back in and make sure that, you know, we're all going together in unison in one direction. And it's not just... Um, you know, once the, the, the king is gone, there's kind of a power vacuum. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to take the reins. You know, As the person that can shut off the mic, you have to take reins of the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's... And I kind of like it just less chaotic. Yes. You know, I, two people is... I complain about it sometimes, but if I could have somebody else that just did not talk at all, that took phone calls and did all the production, that would be amazing. That would be great. But, you know, because we have, um, you know, we have Kelly now on Wednesday nights who used to be with Fisher, you know, friends of ours. And um, she, uh, I, I like Kelly a lot, but she was even saying it's hard because she's only there one day a week. And Johnny and I have such a, like, flow that it's hard for her to know when to squeeze in. And, and that just takes time. Yeah, it just takes time. And she doesn't really have time because she's here one day a week. Sure. So... Um, but that's nice when she's there and we can actually screen calls and, but at the same time I can do it. I just, I just, you know what? I can do it. I'd rather do it. I know how to do it and I'm a control freak. So mm-hmm. able to do that, but you're doing, you know, that you co-hosted or hosted the, a big morning show four times this week. You're host of another podcast or co-host of another podcast. Not with me. Was. 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 What Past happened? Tense. Well, well, um, I've realized now I've probably been fired in my life about five or six times, all for different reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was telling someone the other day, I never make the same mistake twice, but I just make a different mistake. Sometimes it's stealing produce. And then I go, okay, we can't do that. 
Sometimes, not even produce, lettuce. Okay, listen, they were going to throw it out anyways. <laughs> That's not even good produce. They, exactly, and they were going to throw it out anyways. But There must was, have been another reason. It, right, I got Megan kelly okay? I got yeah. Megan kelly yeah. There was the the head chick there, this Asian chick. Her, I think her name was Nancy. She didn't like me. She had it out for me from or day Or is her one. race important? It's just what I remember about her. I just okay. remember she was an Asian bitch because I, you don't really meet too many of those. You don't really meet yeah. bitchy Asian girls. Okay. You know what I mean? They're, they're typically typically very nice, very respectful. Not this one. Uh-huh. She broke the stereotype, Will. She was a C word. Nice. <laughs> so she had it out for me uh, for day one, from day one. So I've been doing this podcast probably about for four months now. Um, met this guy online. That sounded weird when I'm like, I met this guy online. No, we didn't bone or anything, but I met him online via All Access, which is a radio networking jobs, who's who, what's what of radio thing. It's where radio people connect. All Access claims to be that. But I've I've scrounged and, and truffle hunted around that website before. It's an insane asylum. Most of the things on that message board are things, you know, it looked, I saw one thing and it said morning show producer. And then it's for an online station in Cleveland, Ohio. And it doesn't pay right now. It might pay in the future. When you build that audience, it might pay in the future. Mm -hmm. It's basically jobs like that. It's basically a dating app. There's going to be a few gems, but most everything else is trash. I found the bone on there. Okay. So sometimes there's a legit job. And then you get fired. But anyways, um, so I was doing it, doing this podcast. I'm not going to name any names, but I was doing it with this guy for about four months. And probably about six weeks ago, he suggests that maybe we like get together in person. Can I ask you, what was the pod? Was it about video games or something weird? He was a gamer, but uh-huh. he wanted to do like a podcast where like a, a talk show, essentially. Okay. And it'd be live and it'd be on YouTube and oh well I just gave away where it was. But anyhow, I'm not giving away any names. I want to go back and watch these. Will you tell me off air um, what it is? Yeah, of course. Okay. It 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 was only audio only because I refused to be on video camera because I was usually just like in my bed with my eyes closed or on bumble or something most of the time. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I was literally getting paid to lay in my bed, listen to a story, talk. How a much bit. were you paid? Are you comfortable saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It was fifteen an hour and then he bumped it up to eighteen. So how many? Well, how long was this? Like an hour and a half a week, like nothing. So you're getting paid like twenty two bucks. Yeah, you're cheap. I mean, it was. I was literally doing it from the comfort of my bed. So yeah. I didn't. I would think your time would be more valuable. That twenty two dollars in time. I mean, I was literally going to be on Instagram otherwise, like mm. or just YouTube or doing whatever. Okay. So and I just and it was just kind of nice because I would forget about it and then I get a hundred dollar check in the mail every month. Like, mm. go, oh, cool, whatever. True that. You know, so whatever, it's fine. So uh, I'm doing it with this guy, and he goes, hey, you know, um, and obviously you get to know each other through just talking um, an hour and a half every single week. And I started learning really odd things about this person. He was completely unaffected by the pandemic because he hasn't left his house in eight years. Uh-huh. And I go, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you go to the grocery store, you see people. He goes, no, I don't. I get Instacart. And I'm like, well, you go here to do this, right? And he goes, no, I don't. I haven't seen my dad in uh, 12 years. And I go, well, you got to see your sister. Mm, I haven't talked to her in 20. So he, all of his contacts, all of his social, uh, people who are in a social circle are, are completely online. Even his best friend, who he would talk about frequently as if they had just seen each other. Uh, he hadn't seen this person in eight years and they lived two hours away. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. So he's mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah. And he lived, I 
found out where he lived and saw it on uh, satellite imaging, and it's deep in the woods mm. in a small town in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has to walk almost a quarter mile to his mailbox, mm. okay? He wanted me to come visit him and stay in his house. Mm-hmm. That was his suggestion. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, you know, because we were talking about D.C. And I, you know, casually mentioned, oh, I've never been to D.C. You know, I don't have a pressing need to go, but I feel like as an American at some point in my life, I should probably visit the capital of the great, country. Great city. Yeah, never been. So I mentioned that. And he goes, you've never been to D.C.? I go, no. And he goes, well, you should go. Maybe we could go. Huh? Now he was prepared to leave his house for you. Huh? Right. Um. So he goes, well, you know, yeah, you could stay here. I'd ha- I need a few months to kind of spruce the place up i'm like you oh, need a boy. few months so you're a hoarder he had he, that means he Bodies. had like jars of pee under his bed and yeah. stuff like that yeah not good not great so um i'm very honest with him and i just say listen uh, i don't really feel comfortable doing that i don't really know you i'm not gonna stay at your house any kind of backpedal and he's like no you would stay at, like a hotel somewhere and we would just meet up and go to the city and i was like yeah, no, I'm going home barely once a year to see my family. I'm not going to see a dude that I don't know, that I'm not trying to date, you know, nothing like that. So um, I go, yeah, but if you want to come here, like, for, like, a day and, like, have lunch or something, that we could do that, thinking he would never do it because he hasn't left his house in eight years. Right, right. Mofo's trying to book a flight. Wow. He was going to book a flight, Will. Mm, yeah. He's telling me, he goes, I don't know how to book a flight because I've never booked one before. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I've been looking at flights. I'm, I got this guy. He's going to cover for me for one day. I'm going to fly in on like a Saturday morning. Can we cover for him where? From his, I, I don't know, if online somehow. He's going to just cover. He has to do some like traffic reports or whatever. So we got a guy to cover for him, and he's telling me I don't have a date set, but it's going to be really soon. This is what he told me last Wednesday, so about a week ago. Uh, I got a guy who's going to cover for me, so all I got to do is figure out how to book a flight. If it was any friend of mine, I would have been like, oh, I'll book it for you. I got it. But I was just like, oh, no. I go, oh, you'll figure it out. I start freaking out. He tells me he wants to come in on a Saturday morning, spend the day together, and then leave Saturday night. Like, that's what he's going to be in and out in one day. Oh, I bet he's going to be in and out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hail to like the Like this. Not. Yeah, I got, I got it. I got it first. Thank sex. you. That's cool. Yeah, sex. Um, so he tells me this, and I start freaking out because I'm like, this guy's going to come here. And oh, I know, he's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. He's going to come. Sex. He's, he's going to come to visit me. Yeah. Right. Um, and I start freaking out. Because I didn't think he was actually going to do it. But now he's thinking about it. Now he's going to book it. And I have this thing, I think it's called Jew guilt, where, you know, if I said I was going to do something and someone made a, you know, a, a booked a flight, there's no way I can cancel on you. So I got to get to him before he gets to the flight. Yeah. So two days ago, I go, uh, I got to cancel this. I was talking to a friend at work and he's like, you got to cut the cord like now because this guy's going to book a flight. So... I just said to him, hey, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I started seeing somebody, and they're just not comfortable with us meeting up. Oh, that's smart. I hope you understand. I didn't say anything about, like, I don't want to work together anymore. I didn't say you're a creep or whatever. So I sent that thinking he's going to be bummed, but he's going to be like, well, you know, we'll just do the show. Yeah. He calls me about an hour before the show. I answer, and he just goes, like, he has a tremor in his voice. His voice is trembling, Mm. and he's just like, Oh, I'm uh, I'm going to cancel the show tonight. I'm like, uh, okay. He goes, um, I will pay you for it, though, because you did the prep. 
I said, okay. And he goes, and um, I'm also canceling the show from from here on out. We're not going to work together anymore. And I go, okay. And he goes, if you want the um, episodes, they're going to be up for about a week. Uh, if you want to grab them. But other than that, I'm taking them down. And uh, we will no longer be working together. And I just said, okay. And he just said, bye. I said, bye. And that was it. And that was it. I haven't talked to him since. Got fired. Got, Got fired. fired for being too hot. He broke his heart. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Went on the YouTube channel. He went live anyways, and he's, like, telling his listeners what happened. Oh, boy. And he was saying that, like, I was attracted to this woman. She ended up dating somebody else. I canceled the show. I'm very hurt. I wish that she was uh, dating me, but um, it's little does he know that person doesn't even exist. Oh, yeah, right. Right. Hell right now. So, um, yeah, I just I got fired for being too hot and charming, Will. Never wow. Never fired for that before. What does this man look like? I saw a video of, uh, of him from 94, and that's all that so I So you have. don't even know. He, yeah, I, again, I just saw a video of him from 94, um, and... Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting yeah. phenomenon, because the, the, it's not totally unheard of where people fall in love online now. You know, there's, aside from mail-order brides or... You know, there's other things, but people just sometimes will chit chat. They meet, you know, they met in a chat room and, you know, sparked a relationship over a period of time and not even potentially romantically, but even friends. I saw a story about this guy that met his buddy on Xbox and they would play video games together. And they never met and they would like talk every day and then they chronicled their meeting for the first time. Were they like in the same country? They were like, no, well, they were in the same, they were in the United States. Oh, okay. But different different states, and they had to take a plane, you know, to get get to each other. And one of them visited, and it was kind of like a cool thing because they were kindred spirits mm-hmm. that met through this medium that mm-hmm. is pretty new, and they would have never met otherwise. They would never met otherwise. Yeah, but it is it is the, you know, it sounds like you were hanging out with a mentally ill person, and he doesn't have any contact with anybody, and it was a this lady is, that he was talking to, and he fell in love with you. This is the his entire social world is online. So yeah. it's no it's no surprise that he fell for someone that had a few things in common mm-hmm. with him. Um, he was an odd man, but of course you would be odd if you haven't left your house in eight years and you had no... I was like, wh- when was the last time you saw someone in person and had lunch? And he goes, I don't remember the last time I went to a restaurant. Like, okay, yeah, uh, that's wow. not healthy. And then he was giving me a rundown. Because when people tell me odd things, I don't just take it at face value. I dig in deeper. Mm-hmm. that's when I put the lab coat on. That's when I start, you know, taking notes. What the hell? Yeah. Do you, do you see people in person? He goes, well, you know, the, the only person I, I see in person is the person that drops off my, my groceries. And we, we, we chat a little and I go, really? He goes, yeah. You know, I'm like, Hey, how's your day? Yeah. Great. Okay. Bye. I'm like, that is your only person to person contact. He goes, yeah, that's just, why would I leave my house? And it kind of got me thinking that like, as bizarre as that is to me and you, I know that a lot of people live like this. He was so unaffected by the pandemic, he never had to wear a mask once. Because mm. he never left. It was just his life. Same thing for him. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And really well, scary. Yeah, more scary than interesting. That's uh, that's unique. Yeah, I want to see, I want to listen to one of these shows with you um, and I, I want to, all afterwards, I will play you the, uh, when he was, he was playing um, GTA and okay. he was talking How to. How old is he? 53, I found out. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And that's probably more common than 
than not yeah. anymore. He didn't sound 53, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Not trying to justify, like, you know, I was, a, like, I was attracted. Does he have a big following online? Here's the thing. If you go on his YouTube, he has, like, 476,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. But when he does live stuff, he has, like, 18 or 19 viewers. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that... I don't know if he paid for those or yeah. they're bots or something, but it right. just it doesn't uh, it doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. If you you would have at least if you had that many, you'd have, yeah, at least. Yeah, and he had. I was watching him live yesterday, um, playing a video game, and while he was talking about me without mentioning my name, and he had seventeen or eighteen people listening. Mm. And what was so sad is he was really upset, and he was talking about how sad he was, and I, there's like a running chat. Like a side column, yeah. and no one was asking him about it. Like people were just like, "Oh, cool move, dude!" And like he'd just be like, "I'm so sad." And they're like, "Did you just <laughs> use tear gas? Like, <laughs> how did you get that hooker?" Like, oh my god! Uh, so like everyone was just completely ignoring the fact that he was playing the game to avoid, you know, killing himself in the bathroom. Right, right. And none of the listeners cared. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what they a bummer. Kept, they just kept talking about random stuff about the game. <laughs> That's sad. what they care about. Yeah, they don't really care about the commentary. No. That's a weird thing, man, that people just watch people play video games. It's a bizarre. But is it that much weirder than watching somebody play football? Is it any different? Um... I mean, I guess not because I guess they're – I mean, it is and it's not in the sense that it's a skill. I guess if you played the game, like of the video game, and you appreciated how hard some moves were. Yeah. I'm not – this is how I play extreme video games. <laughs> it, to me, it's like, well, it's two buttons. What are you doing? I you know? don't know. But, you know, it's something that you, you under you, – I guess you appreciate the difficulty and the skill in. So when you watch other people do cool stuff, it's probably more entertaining, whereas, like, I'm just – like. Video games to me are boring in and of themselves. Why would you watch someone play? But you feel that way about sports too, right? I do. Yeah. And uh, because most of those sports I've never played before and I never, the main thing is I didn't grow up with them. Mm -hmm. But I do like sports where it's just very obvious to see like, wow, this is human excellence. Like for example, Mm -hmm. the Olympics, track and field. You go, oh my God, that human being just ran the 100 meters in less than 10 seconds. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I wish, and I know a lot of people say this. I don't even mean it as a joke, but... I wish they had like an average person running alongside them. So you could just kind of get a reference for how fast these people really are. Yeah. Just a point of reference to be like, oh, that's Joe Schmo, 40, pretty fit. He's running it in 15 seconds. And this guy ran it in half that time. Like, that's the ESPN did that uh, many years ago at the NFL Combine, which is where prospects go. And they, mm-hmm. they run the 40 yard dash, they do the bench press, they just get their um, physicality basically mm-hmm. in number form. And uh, they had the, the commentators run and then they transpose that against like the fastest guy. So it was just an ordinary dude, you know, running the 40 in 5.3 seconds. And then they had, you know, um, a kid that's 19 years old that runs it in four, four, two, which you don't think like four, two and five, two is a big difference, but it's a big difference, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, it was funny watching them side by side to yeah. see that physicality because on display. Then you can really appreciate how good and talented these players are. Yeah. So maybe it's like that watching video games. I think it's boring. I think it's probably the last thing the human mind needs is to play, you know, be in front of a screen more than we already are. Oh, yes. Yeah, I agree. So, but that's just me. So well, that's what's going on now. I'm glad that you brought up or that we started talking about sports because the only thing I really wanted to talk to you about, and I know everybody's burnt out, you know, on COVID. But the big story this week was the NFL is going to start fining teams if they're not 
So, so there, there was a coach yeah, for the Vikings. They're made to forfeit. Right. Okay. Penalized. They're, they're going to be if there's some sort of COVID outbreak and they're not vaccinated. Uh, a coach from the Vikings was fired this week because he's not going to get the vaccine. There's a narrative going on in news that it's a bunch of hayseeds, you know, moron, uh, MAGA hat wearing Goombas that are not getting the vaccine. And uh, now you have players like DeAndre Hopkins and uh, the Buccaneers Leonard Fournette. There was another Buccaneer today, a like I didn't I didn't even recognize his name, so he doesn't play very much. He's a corner, like a fifth fifth string corner or something. That are very vaccine hesitant. Leonard Fournette said, I can't do it about the vaccine. Quickly in a quickly deleted tweet, by the way. Um, you know, the Buccaneers went to the White House this week. Bruce Arians and Joe Biden urged people to go get vaccinated. And it sounds like there's not a semblance of the whole team unity of getting vaccinated. People are still concerned about it. And uh, I don't know if Leonard Fournette is going to get vaccinated now. And what um, is he? I know they want him to, but does he have to? Um, it goes back to the, you know, it's a private enterprise. If these are the rules of your employer and they say, you know, you're not going to go to jail, but you can't play for us unless you get vaccinated. Does the organization, does the league have that right? I mean, I, I think I would say yes, right? Like, if your employer's like, listen, this is our, just our policy, you know, this is what we're going to do. I don't know. But, like, we kind of mentioned before, you know, a lot of these players aren't the white variety. And so <laughs> you can't, if you start going after all of yeah, them, yeah. that's a bad look for the league, too. <laughs> Looks bad, yeah. So, well, there was a player, Cole Beasley, who was white. Okay. And he just got through the ringer. And he, he expressed the his... Or anti-COVID uh, vax? Anti, yes. He said that he was not going to be getting the COVID vaccine. Okay. And uh, if he had to retire because of it, he would. And he did this about six weeks ago. And uh, and then the league made this statement about teams potentially having to forfeit games and being penalized. And, um, and then some other players started coming out and saying, you know, I don't know if I want to do this and I hey, might retire. back off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's kind of been some like, oh, Oh, like I don't know what to, they don't know what Good. to do now. It'll There's just a dissipate. It'll disappear. Full court press in literally in media to scare the hell out of people yeah. to get vaccinated. There is just store my timeline, my Twitter timeline is just filled, filled with vaccine stuff and um, you know, people who are begging. See, this is a thing with Twitter too. This is why they want to shut it down because there's people. And I don't mean this as a slur. I've gotten yelled at for using this word before, but I don't mean it as a slur. But people with autism that will research these things that people throw out there and can find answers really quickly. Yeah. So the one story that I saw was an Alabama doctor who had to tell dying patients that it was too late to give them the vaccine. And she said she did this multiple times, I guess. And I saw the headline. I didn't read it. And somebody on Twitter found what county she was in and they had three COVID deaths in like the past month or something. So it's hyperbolic at best and maybe a complete Lying fabrication at worst. at worst. And, you know, media just runs with it because that's the narrative that they've all decided that yeah. they're going with. I'm agnostic on the vaccination front. My doctor has COVID right now, fully vaccinated. 
Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Anthem Singer, Sonia Singh. She's in the hospital, right? She's in the hospital. She has MS. She's immunocompromised. She got the vaccine? Fully vaccinated. And now they're saying that she got it at one of the Stanley Cup games from somebody who was unvaccinated. I don't know how they know that, but. Why should that matter? If she's vaccinated. The idea is that, well, she got it from someone who was unvaccinated, is what the narrative is. Being vaccinated doesn't even offer you protection. Well, what's the point of being vaccinated? Well, it does. Just with some people. Like, maybe you won't die. You might get sick, but you won't die. It's efficiency. Like, I asked my doctor about it today because he's fully vaccinated. I go, wow, you're fully vaxxed and you're down right now. He goes, well, it's still better than not having it. I'm, I won't die. And it could take the edge off or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm so... Man, I'm so back and forth on these things. I want to go get a. I have antibodies still, as far as I know, and I had it in October, but I need to go get another test. It's been about a month since I got my last test. I'm Leonard Fournette. Is that his name? Leonard Fournette. I'm yeah. him. I'm never. I'm not getting it ever. I'm not getting it ever. Well, that's and that was the story that came out today. Was you know their full court press by press to make this happen. I think it's going to have the opposite effect because. 45 per- the people who haven't gotten a shot right now are not going to get it. No. In AP News today, they had the the study or the uh, poll that they just don't trust it and they don't think it offers protection against the variants. And, you know, um, so th- we're going to come to a big head here as far as liberty in America. This is going to be a big test because either you're going to have to force people to get it with a, a barrel of a gun pointed at their head. Or just make it extremely inconvenient to do anything. Well, that's the other risk. So you're, then you're going into an apartheid state where you're going to have a class system <laughs> of people who mm, are not ha- have passes to get into certain places, and some people won't be able to go to certain places. And they're happily doing that in Europe, but this is America. Mm, it's a little different. Free home of the brave. Yeah. Or and so we thought. Or so we thought. Which is interesting, too, because... A lot of people that just scream, you know, get the vaccine at the top of their lungs um, are totally okay with a a very strict authoritarian perspective on this. We're good. If you don't have the pass to get vaccinated, then good. You can't go out to eat. Good. You're not vaccinated. These are also the people who squeal about authoritarianism and fascism in this country that we were under a fascist dictator for four years. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I don't know if they see it and just don't care, which I think might be the case, but you know, everybody's got their own things that they're hypocritical own, about. Yeah, I, I know I have, I'm sure I have some of those things. I try, I try to be consistent. To be, I, try, I try to be consistent as well, but um, initially I was not going to get the vaccine just because we're still technically in clinical trials. So at first it was about the priority was my health. Now it's my health, but even more so it's, it's principle. It's yeah. principle. I be, I work with a doctor. I on the air, not like you know doing lab work, but um, I work with a doctor, and he's been looking at a lot of stuff. I've been looking at a lot of stuff. There were repurposed drugs that are helping people. I know I've sent this to you. I was yeah. listening to Brett Weinstein, yeah. the Enigma of Africa, ivermectin, mm-hmm. which a lot of those people were already on ivermectin, which uh, prevents parasitic infections. Yeah, most of Africa, again, people died. It's not like it was zero, but most of Africa was like kind of okay in in if in relation to like first world countries like the u.s like italy those places were just going like crazy india not great but africa was by and large fine and they realized it was because all these people 
were already on ivermectin. So maybe they got it. A lot of them died, of course. You can't really prevent everybody, you know, save everybody's life. But for the most part, Africa was by and large pretty okay when it came to COVID, which is crazy because they have horrible health care. Most of the continent is our third world countries and their infrastructure is a mess, you know, and they don't have clean water. Like they have all these other problems. I remember when COVID first broke out, I go, this is the end of Africa. And they're doing better than us. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because they were all, all already on ivermectin. Yeah. So there's and, and Israel, some Israeli lab did a study where they looked at like 18 different repurposed drugs that were either like really effective or 100 percent cured every cell that had covid that they tested in the lab. Mm. So then you go, people knew this. And purposely, and purposely didn't use didn't. it. So, you know, it was probably created in a lab, right? Wuhan. Let's let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. It was not released on purpose. It escaped by accident, whatever. Okay, they know this. Then, you know, China lies, which, of course, China lies about the transmission. It gets out. Then they lie. Then they said it comes from the Wuhan wet market, right? No, it's not because of gain-of-function research, which they were using U.S. tax dollars. It was an accident. It was nature. We can't get mad at the hurricane if it just happens. This sort of stuff just happens, right? Okay, so we know all this. Then they know that things like hydroxychloroquine, like remdesivir, like ivermectin, all these things are helpful and useful in treating this thing, and they purposely sit on treatment and cure because there's no money in a repurposed drug where the patents have expired. That's sick, and that is disgusting, that they let people die because there was no money to be made from them. And for that reason, I'll never get the vaccine. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean that's fair, and, and I, <laughs> you know, I, ex- I accept that point of view, and I'm I'm agnostic on those drugs too. You know, I've seen some things that yes, it's a it's a miracle, and other ones that say no, nah, they don't really do anything. I don't know what to believe anymore. I, I if I see something online, I don't know if it's a joke, literally anymore. I, I that's fair, and I think that might be the point where you just don't believe in anything anymore, and you just go, it's just easier to buy into whatever the news and the regime is, is telling me because, but even though you know that they're full of crap, I mean, there's been so many things that were misinformation lab leak three months ago that are now just like, yeah, we, (laughs) we, we pretty much, I was talking about it in April, 2020 when this first went down. I mean, it just made more sense that it would be a lab leak rather than, when everyone is pushing one narrative and it was very confusing, everything was very up in the, you know, up in the air. And I remember, and I'm almost embarrassed, but again, like we all kind of were on the same page because we didn't know. I was one of the people that were calling, you know, the spring breakers, grandma killers. I'm like, stay home. You're hurting people, you know, whatever. That changed the day when the day after George Floyd died and people took to the streets and the nurses applauded them and Fauci refused to condemn them and say, this is dangerous. We're all going to get COVID. He refused to say that in that moment. I go. This is a wash. I'm not scared anymore. This is BS. I'm I'm not I'm not calling anybody a grandma killer anymore. They clearly don't care about American lives. They don't they clearly don't care about anybody's life. And they're willing to let people die so that they could you know, virtue signal. So this isn't a real thing. Goodbye. I'm gonna go live my life now. I, I that was a, a that big was a, eye opener. That for... was the biggest turning point maybe of my life, honestly. Honestly, to see, be so scared of something, and then the next week applauding people for get gathering in the streets when they were shunning people and ridiculing people and calling them pigs for trying to go to work. Yeah. Yep, that was shocking. Uh, yeah, and it was over. So, that and that's the thing too. There's no accountability on their end. Where, oh man, maybe we messed up with messaging here, and maybe we should have, you know, if this virus was as bad as it was, 
They say it is. Um, we shouldn't have been out at all. Oh, uh, no, because yeah. the virus isn't woke. The virus right. doesn't really right. care what you're uh, protesting for. Yeah. If it's for racial justice or whatever, I don't think the virus cares. It goes, you know, I'm going to take today off. Yeah, so there's so many things. You brought up, too, the, uh, you know, the, the administration, go get vaccinated. It's so important you get vaccinated. But Kamala Harris said in a debate and that Cuomo. she wouldn't trust, and Cuomo said that they wouldn't trust a vaccine that came from Donald Trump. That's t- she is the worst politician. I, she gives Hillary Clinton a run for her money. She yeah. is a buffoon. And, and then, but that. and then Cuomo didn't say I don't trust this administration. He goes, I don't trust the federal government. Ah, he said federal government. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, when his guy is in office, totally changes his tune and gets jabbed in his arm. <laughs> and and I mean, come on, it, this this is just so easy. This is an easy fix with this too. But it's they're playing politics. It's supposedly the grown-ups are in charge now. Thank God the grown-ups are back in the building and they're here to save the day. Joe Biden, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. Now we're talking about mass mandates again. Mitch McConnell is even saying, of all people, if you don't get vaccinated, he's, gross looking, hey. he's a hurdle the turtle. He's <laughs> a mess. So he's the he's the head swamp creature. Him and Nancy Pelosi have been in power for so long. I know. They, they're just, they're fusing into the ground mm-hmm. of, of the Capitol building. It's just, it's a mess. And there's never any accountability from them. It's all, you know, everybody else's fault. The hayseeds that won't get vaccinated, even though you look at data, and there's a lot of different variety of people who are not uh, of all races and creeds that are not getting vaccinated. Yep. But the narrative is the hayseed moron MAGA people. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah, there's never any accountability for that. You know who could help mm. right now get the vaccination numbers up? Who? Uh, Donald Trump Woo! could. And, unfortunately, he doesn't have a platform anymore because mm-hmm. he's been thrown offline. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Joe Biden called up. Now, this is a big ask, I know. But there's one thing about Donald Trump. He loves to be praised. Mm-hmm. So, And say what you will about you know, I'm hesitant. Uh, I'm ag- agnostic, I guess, let's say, about all this stuff. I don't know, and it freaks me out. Uh, it was supposedly a modern miracle that he allowed these scientists to do the job. Trump didn't do it. The scientists did it. The companies did it. But he pulled out all the stops of government interference to uh, make this miracle, in quotes, happen. Just expedite the process. Expedited the process. But imagine if Joe Biden got up there and said, I, you know, with, I, I called up former president Trump today and, you know, he's here with me. And I wanted to say that, you know, thank you for all he did for helping get warp speed off the ground. What he started, we will finish. And, uh, I'd just like to thank him, blah, blah, blah. I've, and I think Trump would be like, thank you, Joe. (laughs) This is great. Go get vaccinated, everybody, and I bet you those numbers would jump up 20%. I bet you're right. But, again, he would rather let people die than not get reelected, you know? But it's supposed to be all about getting shots in arms. No, That's well, the most important boy. thing. You're silly, I know. silly boy. It's believe all about me. getting reelected and staying in power. Uh, believe he doesn't want to lose votes because he befriended Donald Trump, whom he called the devil from hell. Mm, so not, you yeah. can't befriend the devil, so you just got to let people die, Will. That's how it goes. But, it, yeah, and at the same time, you know, blaming the hayseeds who are not getting vaccinated, not the messaging. Michael Malice had a great tweet of, you know, it's not, uh, it's hard to get people to do what you want when you call them subhuman garbage who deserve to be exterminated for four mm. years. And That's now right. they won't listen, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's just amazing. But I'm very curious about, 
you know, what's going to happen with the NFL this season. I go back and forth on, is this Delta variant <laughs> a big deal? I don't know. It seems like people who are vaccinated are going down. Do I, should I get the, I don't know what the hell to do. Um, but it's a mess. 813-693-2124. If you want to share your thoughts with that, hmbradio.com. And Twitter, you're not very active on Twitter. Nah, but. I've, I've kind of taken a step back from social media in general. But it's on Hummel Radio if you want to hit me up so I can ignore you possibly. And, and on Instagram too. <laughs> and on yeah. Instagram. And I just want to say my body, my choice. Hey, that's... Uh, can I say that? You can. It's my body. I just want to say, I wanted to find a good way to end it. Home underscore made underscore man on Instagram and Twitter. My body, my choice. <laughs>